Doing Gemara on Shabbos, Lamed Amad Beis, about answering fools. Okay? Answering fools. So basically, the Gemara is talking about, it starts talking about um, Kohalas. That Chazal wanted to bury Kohalas because it had apparent contradictions in it. And then eventually they answered them up and they said the beginning of the Torah, the end of the Torah. They said, okay, we'll keep it. And then they took up the contradictions and they showed how they're not really contradictions. Okay, fine. Then it says, and we're not going to go into that part, but if you want, you can look at that. Then it says, Ve'af Sefer Mishlei Bikshu Lignos. They also wanted to bury, the put into whatever, take out of circulation. Um, Mishlei is about like halfway down the page. If they're looking. Yeah, 30B, yep. Yeah. Sefer Mishlei. It's kind of halfway. So they, because also it's words of contradiction. So why didn't they, you know, bury it? And we were suspected it, but then we looked into it. We realized it's not really contradictory. Let's look into this also. I mean, Kohalas originally says they, they thought it was contradictory, but they saw the beginning is the Rei Torah, the end is the Rei Torah, and then they realized, like, this is a Torah book. It's not just some, like, a random thing. It's rooted, its foundations are Torah. So therefore, they gave it the benefit of the doubt, and they took things, even though on the surface they contradict, they gave them a doubt, they looked into it, and they saw, boom, it worked out. But Mishle doesn't start and end with Dere Torah, and it doesn't have that. So why did they give Mishle the benefit of that? He says, well, because we did the Kohalas, and that worked out, and it's the same author. So basically, they gave that the benefit of the doubt, and then, and then they worked it out. Okay, so it says... So what are the my devar So what's what's the where are the contradictions? So ksiv al ta'an ksiel kivalta. Don't answer a fool in his foolishness. Yachsev, and it also says an ksiel kivalta. Answer a fool to his foolishness. Right? I'm his mamish. There are contradictions. Right? Same exact thing. Just one says do it. One says don't do it. All right, so this is Pasuk. First one is Chafav Dalad. And the other one is Chafav A. Back to back for a second. I didn't realize that. Chafav Dalad, Chafav A. Right? I didn't realize they're back to back for a second. I thought oh. they were just like going and finding for a second like throughout Mishlis. Chafav Dalad, Chafav A. Right? It looks like that. Yes. I'll talk to you. Don't answer a fool in this foolishness. Pen Tishvel, Maybe you'll be like him. And the other says, Anik Silkivalto, answer a fool according to this fortunate. Panyachamenov, lest he'll be a chacham in his own eyes. Right? So the Mamish, right? Back to back sukkim, they're saying the exact opposite. Right? So what kind of book is this? Right? On the one hand, you want to answer him because you don't want to be, you don't want to, you know, dip into his level. On the other hand, you want to answer him because you don't want him to think he's so smart. Or that he has the right answer. Yeah, exactly. He's got the stays, right answer. Stays. Right? Thinks you're stumped. Right, exactly. So it's like, they both seem like reasonable, but right. they're like opposites. So what kind of, uh, you got to decide. Think of your mind. Yeah. What's the right approach? Right? Kind of interesting to lot. I think you have these things, you know? Guys, you know, this yeah. is one of these stupid things. You know, do you want to answer him? So this way he doesn't walk away thinking that he's so smart. On the other hand, do you really want to stoop to his level? Right? There's like, yeah. But they're opposites. Gemara says, answers it. Says, Lo Kasha. So it depends whether it's worldly matters or words of Torah. Okay? 
we're going to see this. But any guess which one you answer and which one you don't? Here you, go. you answer the Torah one and the worldly matters you don't. So let's see, let's see this Rashi, and then let's look at the Gemara. going to elaborate. So it says, Torah, mutter It's mutter to answer him like his foolishness. I don't know why they say mutter. Let me see. Did they change that? I have a little letter here. You'd think it would be chayev. You know, not mutter. Yeah, mutter. I don't know why it says mutter. But yes, Rashi. Rashi, for some reason, says you're allowed to answer him in the Torah. Right? Okay. I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. It's not sure why he says that, but you know. Okay, whatever. Fine. Because we're almost saying, Anexio, you should. Not allowed. Okay. Um, what, did he, what did he say? Are he you... says you're allowed to answer him in the words of Torah. I would think it wouldn't say you're allowed to answer him. I would think he's saying you should answer him. Is he like, is he like narrowing down how you're supposed to answer? No, no, no. It like, just sounds don't like... just get any like answer, like quote, like no, no, no. I think he's saying we'll, we'll see. Well, in words of Torah, and that's his question. You're allowed to answer, permitted. I'm just yeah. saying, as I would have thought, you know, we have to see that. Like, must elaborate. I would have thought though is that it's since it's words of Torah, it's important to answer. But it doesn't sound like Rashi learning that way. It sounds like he's saying is it's permitted. But if you want an I answer, you also can do that. So let's see if the Gemara explains. So right, yes, most of So the first one is saying don't answer him. That's the general rule. But then there's an exception in the Torah, then you go. Right? Okay. Interesting. So now the Gemara is going to explain. Mm-hmm. So a guy came in front of Rabbi. Amar lay. Ishtecha ishti. Your wife? She's not your wife. She's my wife. Ubanecha, your children? Banai? They're my children. Crazy accusation, right? Ridiculous, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, that's like a right. So Omar so what do you so what do you say? What do you say if a guy makes that accusation? All seriousness makes that accusation. It's like crazy accusation. So he says, with some chashatista koshayin. You want a glass of wine? Shasa, he drank upaka. So oh, how do they how do they translate paka there in your? Yeah. First, first, yeah, and then like first. which means like a dug as he yeah. died. Yeah, so I don't know. Somehow, Masifta says it means he died. But I don't know. Paka to me it means to mean like to remove. It sounds like the same. Paka, it like sounds like remove. the same. Paka Nash. Paka Nash is soul flew out. It could mean that, but it's supposed to mean. I feel like it could mean he died. It could mean he got his soul flew out. It could mean he like he he totally disengaged. He he got removed from the argument. Right, yeah, that's what it sounds like. He just like... That's what it sounds like. I don't know. Some of they say it means died, but they're not quoting anybody in the Sifta that says. They're not quoting anybody who says that that's the case. They just kind of translate it that way. Like nullified his whole... Actually, they say they're quoting Ian Yaakov that says that. He gave him this drink, and I don't know. It's all thing he died because he realized, blah, blah. I don't know. Not sure. But... Because he real? Oh, I, I don't know. There's some story about why he died. Oh, yeah. But I don't know. I don't think Parker has to mean that. I mean, I mean, somehow he got removed, separated. Yeah. Whatever. He, 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 and he got he got out of out of this whole thing. Okay, let's go further. That's uh, one story. Okay. the Rebbe Chia. Now there's a new story, very similar story. He came in front of Rebbe Chia, or maybe Rebbe. They changed it to just Rebbe. Is the first one Rebbe? This one's Rabbi, but I know they changed to take out the Chi on this one also. So maybe this one's also Rabbi. Okay, but also Rabbi Chi or Rabbi, whatever. I'm like, Imcha Ishti, your mother is my wife. 
and you're my child, you're my son. Okay, different version, similar idea. I'm right there, it's on Chachas Goshi, and you want a cup of wine? Shas Opaka. Same deal. All right. Amar Rebbe Chia, Hanyale Tzaluse L'Rebbe, Delo L'Shavya B'ni Mamzerim. Right? L'Shavya, right, Mamzerim, whatever. So it says the Tfila of Rebbe helped that his children didn't become Mamzerim. Right, because I guess in theory, if this story was believed, accepted, then then it turns out that I don't know, you sleep with the nation's ish. I guess Rebbe's sleeping with his wife of the other guy, and the kids are going to be I don't know, who knows? It's kind of complicated. Who's what? Whatever. But the mom's there. The Rebbe, because what does mean the tefillah Rebbe? What read tefillah Rebbe? The Rebbe ki have a Rebbe when he daven Amar, he said another change here. Amar, no, okay. Then he used to daven, I guess, regularly. He used to say this. Maybe you're Hashem, my God. That you'll save me today from brazenness. Right? People who are brazen and brazenness. Rashi. Um, they, these brazen people won't damage me. Won't come upon me the name of Mamzeros and a Mamzeros, just like an Azpanim. Maybe that's called Mamzeros, like an Azpanim. But basically, that you won't damage me, you won't call me Mamzeros, you won't do that type of stuff. They used to daven this seemingly regularly. I don't know. Once a month, yeah, right. Regularly as he daven. And, um, and sure enough, it worked. Right? It's funny, right? It's funny to add that onto this story, right? So these are Milidama, these are worldly matters, and he didn't answer him. Right? Saying, do you want a cup of wine? And then he drinks it and he bursts or whatever. That's not answering him. That's confusing to answer him, right? Yeah, just shutting it down. Okay, so that's that. So that's, then it says, So what are words of Torah? Kihodi Yosef Rebbe Gamliel. Gamliel was sitting with Darish. He was making fun of Joshua. He's going to have three different Joshua's, three stories. Asida Isha Shetelet Yom. In the future, the time of Mashiach or something like that, a woman, women are going to give birth every day. Pregnant and giving birth together. Right? Rashi says, On the day that she becomes pregnant, right? she's going to give birth to a different kid, like a rooster. Like a chicken, I mean a chicken. The kivan shemisham ashes bechal yom, and since she has bia every day, nimsas yoledes bechal yom, she's gonna give birth every day. The achli mashavah, there's a pasuk sounds like bechal eishim is a baris. Yoledes whenever she gets pregnant, she gives birth. Shemaharis ligmar tshuras avlad is one more that basically her kid matures, develops, whatever, very quickly. So it's like like a daily thing. She's always having bia, getting pregnant. Yoled gives birth to one kid. As Bia gets pregnant, the kid develops, the next day she gives birth, and so on, and the cycle continues. So this is the claim, Rigmaliel saying, and based on this Pasuk in Yishayo, which is not the only way to read that Pasuk, but whatever, he's saying is this is what's going to happen in the future. That's a good question, good question. Okay. So, <laughs> so this Talmud, don't, don't laugh, guys. So it's Talmud, 
as Tom would laugh, probably a fool, probably a fool, <laughs> laughed, right, laughed at him. He says, Omar, there's nothing that's going to change under the sun. There's nothing new under the sun. You tell me, yeah, women are going to give birth and be pregnant and give birth and be pregnant every single day? That's good. That doesn't happen now. And don't tell me it's going to happen in the future because things don't change like that. Break the law of nature. Yeah, sounds crazy. Right, sounds crazy. So he said, I'll go and I'll show you something like that in Almasa. Not exactly, but something like that. So he showed him a chicken. And sure enough, a chicken lays eggs every single day. Right? So you think, Rashi, he bothered to answer him in line of his foolishness. In order to protect the words of Torah, right? So lig leg That scorn. That's the that's the foolishness. Like the scorn is the foolishness. So you see, he tried to answer him, and he showed him a chicken. So look, a chicken is not a person, but whatever. Somehow it works with chickens. It works with people. Okay. So we see he answered him. Okay. Next story. Same story. <laughs> But that's not the real answer. I don't know. Is that like a wine answer? Is that like another drink wine? No, it sounds like this is an answer. I know, it's just, but, but, Gibalto. Yeah, okay, Gibalto. Not necessarily the real answer. What is that? Like in line with his foolishness? Maybe. That's what I mean. Like, that's another kind of wine. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So trees are going to end up Having um, growing, sprouting forth fruits every single day. Shenemar, benasa anaf yasapri. It's gonna bear a branch, bring forth branches, and make fruits. Ma anaf b'chalayom, just like branches are every day. <coughs> what that means exactly? Branches grow every day. Maybe afri b'chalayom. So too, they're gonna have new fruits every day. Okay, I don't know. If branches grow every day, but uh, maybe. Bamboo or something. I mean, I guess very like a little bit. I guess. Like I has to, yeah. Like, yes, right. Okay, so Lugley was a Talmud. The Talmud laughed at him. Uh, fruits every single day. That's not happening. Amar, what do you mean? There's nothing new under the sun. So I'm like, I'll show you something. He went and showed him that Slav. I think I didn't look this up, but I seem to remember if that gets a caper tree. It's a caper tree. Caper tree is min ilan yeah, rashi, a toin gimel mine pero. So that's three different fruits on it. If yonos the kafrisin vululavian. Okay, I don't know if they say what that are, but whatever. Three different types of fruits. And when one of them is here, the other one's not there. So basically, it's not doesn't have to go through a whole new cycle. They're basically there's one fruit, then they knock it off, and there's another one, and I go with another one, the three different ones. But the point is, is like that's sort of something kind of like this, right? <clears throat> Not quite the same, not every day, but like whatever, something like that. Okay, do they explain that a little better? What the escape bush does? <laughs> the part where he's the Rabangamil's. Yeah, like what's the, what, yeah, what's the caper tree? What's it trying to show him? It just that it's part that it's edible during.
of a Kadarsh, Asida Eretz Yisrael, Shetotzi, Gluskos, Uklemelas. Eventually, Eretz Yisrael is going to grow like, like um, treats and um, like like uh, clothing. Right? How do they change like that? Cakes and like wool garments. Yeah, cakes and, cakes and wool garments, right? Okay. So, Shnemar, he pisas bar, ba'aratz. It's going to be like, uh, what is that? Pisas mashma gluskos, or like hands, things which are like as wide as the hand. Uh, so the abundant grain. Abundant grain. You abundant know. like the size of your hand or something. Umashma clay melas kamoksanas possum. It's like some sort of a, you know, like a sonus possum, like a, a coat. Right? Okay. okay. So legally, it was a thing. So I'll show you something like in this world, not like I see like command pictures. So he showed him like mushrooms, which come out like one night, they just come out these wide, big things, like big pieces of bread, massive, like whatever. And then he showed him this, um, I don't know, Nevrabarkura, like sieve, like some sort of a clothing like, but you know, leaf that goes around the date tree when it's soft. So some, some like leaf, which is like, um, you know, clothing like. I don't know how they translated that. The heart of a palm. Heart of a palm. And it looks like a clothing somehow. I don't know. So basically these yeah. things which are kind of similar to what he's claiming would never exist. And he had a saying, what is this? So he showed him. Okay, so basically these are the examples of answering a fool in line with his foolishness. Last, he'll think he's a chacham in his own eyes. Yeah. Right? So when it comes to the words of Torah... It's saying you should answer him. Uh-huh. When it comes to the worldly matters, mundane matters, Basically accusations about personal things, then just leave them alone. Okay? Okay, that's the end of the matter. Okay, any questions? Yeah, uh, uh, why was this a foolish question? Okay, why is it a foolish question? I mean, it sounds like a good question, right? It sounds like a, a somewhat ridiculous thing that everyone else making. Right, it's not crazy. Right, it's not. He just, but it doesn't lig leg. That's what Rashi's saying. That's the about It's like he's scorning. He's scoffing. Right, he's not really asking a question. Right. He's more like making up. Like he's presuming that he's wrong. Mm-hmm. Right, right. He's scoffing. He's saying calling Like there's a way to ask a question, and that's what Rashi means. Right, it's lig leg. I do That's the foolishness. That's interesting. Sometimes see as a point. There's a way to ask the question. No way, right? And then bringing up a pasuk like, like he understands the Torah better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Exactly. Okay, that's a good question. Any other questions? Yeah. Um, it, it's a good question. Are the three stories just the three separate points, or is it just trying to show you show you examples to help you get them get the gist, or yeah. is there some new lesson in each other? Yeah, like and I guess what is good question are these real answers? That's what I should point out. Just kitty Balta. It's like, yeah. is it like in his stupid world or whatever that he has? He's a fool, and you're answering with in his world. Like, what is that? What's the right answer? Well, because if they really are right answer, the true answers, so then but people are chickens. 
but on the same time like how does it answer within his flush I'm like well then he's just gonna say people aren't chickens like what's like what does it accomplish is it a good answer or is it a bad answer if it's a good answer then great then why does it keep out though or is that what it means and it doesn't sound like a good answer but if it's not a good answer what are you really accomplishing yeah you know like the whole thing is so less he thinks he's a chacham but you give him a bad answer he's still gonna think he's a chacham he's gonna well that's a bad answer so you're not really accomplishing anything well, if I mean it sounds that's a good question. What are we worried about about answer about not answering him? Right, are we worried about him? That he's going to feel enough, that He's going to present himself that way and tell other people about that. And like, right? Who's who are we worried about? Right. Good question. Good. Right. Yeah. Good. Also, why aren't we worried? And you know, it's not the Torah. He's going to think he's a chacham. He's going to think that he showed Rebbe that he's a mamzer or that his kid is a mamzer or that his wife is right. I mean, isn't that also a concern? Right. Like, why aren't we equally worried? I mean, it's not just Mile de Alma, like he's done just saying nonsense. I mean, major accusations. You see Revy's davening against these things, lest the guy's going to call him Amzer. So it's like a big deal. It's not just um, idle chatter about asking about something about the Yankees or something. Like, it's serious. It's not Torah, but it's a serious accusation. Yeah. So in is it, what? how do you deal with with the strong questions put forth by fools? Is the appropriate thing to ignore them, and if ignoring them works, then ignore them by Torah also. Let him just ask him if, even the Torah questions. Say, do you want to drink a wine? Drink a wine, and he'll die, or whatever. It'll pop, and then it'll be it. But apparently, no, you got to answer. So why don't you have to answer it by the mamza? Right? Yeah. That seems like uh, it's not clear what the chiluk is, right? Like, what is this? Questions, accusations? Are they all the same thing? Is there any all the types of things that fools do? Now that they're not identical. And another question. It's like, does Rabbi Gamliel really mean these things literally? I don't know. It's a good question. Like, the Psukim don't mean this. Only the plain to Psukim. So, like, this Rabbi is he talking literally that there's going to, women are going to, I don't know. Good question. Is he literally saying that women are going to give birth every single day? Because that Pasuk, I mean, I looked at the Pasuk, it didn't quite look like that's what it's saying. So, and if not, then just say, oh, I didn't mean that literally. You know, is that not, can you not tell that to the to the guy? Like, why do you have to show him these things? Just tell him, hey, you ever see a chicken? Right. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it's like going show and tell. Got it. Yeah, good question. <laughs> also, what does it mean that he died? Like he paka or whatever. Like, how, what's exactly the method? Ask him to get a drink of wine. Like, what's the, what's that strategy? Right. He didn't just ignore him. To non He asked him for, yeah, for a drink of wine. Like, how did that, did that work? Was that a plan? Or is it just, I mean, that's what happened in each of the stories. So it sounds like almost like that's a strategy. But what's the sense yeah. of us? The fool. The fool. Also, what's the role of Rebbe Yudonasi's tefillah? Right? It's like, it doesn't quite sound like the strategy is so great. If the strategy is good, then fine, it's a good strategy. But it says, no, the tefillah helped him. So you need a combination of the tefillah and the strategy. You know, I don't know, it's like funny how that just gets plopped onto the story. Right? Are they both hoping on the same thing? Seems like the cup of wine thing didn't have to work. It worked. There's a plan, but it's not foolproof. And it's tefillah helped in that it did work. That was a good question. What's the point of the fool? What's he trying to do? Yeah, yeah. I guess a more general question. Maybe it's the Nicholas thing also. But it's interesting that I guess that Shlomo Melech is um, writing, you know, he's not bothered by writing these apparent contradictions in the book, you know? 
I guess it makes sense in some sense. It's like the Ramam talks about this contradictions in the in Zinsha. Like seven different types of contradictions, and one of the types is like an author specializes contradictions, and each he knows challenging readers to be able to figure out the solutions to them, and you get more ideas through that's like a method of conveying ideas. No, it's number five. So it's number five in his book, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. this is five, right? This is that one, right? A type where there's you're referencing an idea, and it's a style. So I guess maybe that's the point. There's like there's a style of using contradictions to hide knowledge or to force the thinker. Reader to analyze, differentiate, to uh, you know, to gain, make deductions, and there's another style of contradiction, which is you're just uh, not a good writer, foolish author, or whatever. Just you're not careful about how you write. So it sounds like Chazal didn't really know what he was doing, or they thought it wouldn't be convincing what he was doing. Maybe they had an opinion, but you know, they weren't confident that it was going to be a solid answer. Then they saw, they let like, well, it worked out. Well, they gave the benefit of the doubt. Thing. This, they, uh, you know, doesn't sound like they just said, "Look, you show my mala." Obviously, yeah, gonna, yeah. I guess they didn't. They weren't just going to bow to his uh, authority. They needed to see it themselves, you know. So, yeah, it was pretty. So one thing is a mamish back to back sukkim. It's like, well, kind of, that's a really foolish, you know. It's like mamish yeah, back, back, you know. Yeah, right. Right. It's one thing. It's random places and it's a contradiction, but like you know, back to back, it's like. Would have had to so there's different approaches here. So one way we could do is we could try to analyze the first story first, the second story second. You know, try to see what we could get. Try to take up all the questions. The other is just to try to compare. You know, understand the difference between the Torah and the Ratzma. I guess this is I think it's a better method. Let's sort of take one at a time for start, and we'll compare and trust afterwards. But like, what? Let's analyze the first story or the first two stories, whatever. Right. The Personal attack, right? Personal attack about him, uh, Mamzer or whatever. So, what was what? Why didn't he answer him properly? Right, like he could have come up with some answer. Like, come on, where were you on the night of the whatever? I don't know. Somehow he, yeah, he tried to answer him up, right? But it says no. Don't do that. Ten Tashvelo Gamata. You'll like on a stitches level that type of thing. So, like, what's the logic of why you don't answer him? And then what did he do? And how did it work? And what's the connection of the tefillah? Right? So, let's focus on that, all that, all the, the, that set of questions. Okay, so, the other thing uh, is, they're arguing that if you answer, the problem is if he makes his accusation, and it's totally on the surface a ridiculous accusation, that anyone, random person who hears it, it sounds like a ridiculous accusation. Sure a lot of people think that. But if you start taking it seriously, yeah, like, why are you getting so defensive? Like, you have to give an answer. You have to, it almost sounds like, I don't know. It makes me wonder <laughs> that maybe I would have thought it's totally ridiculous. But now I see that he's answering it. I don't know. It almost feels like uh, maybe there is something to it. And now he, oh, but he said it isn't. I don't know. Already, already now people have to start deciding who had a more convincing argument, right? But it, in theory... Like, in theory, by ignoring it, and it's not so simple to ignore it, but, or say, but like, you you want to basically, and uh, we have to say, let, let's think about what he did, but that's the potential problem of answering. The potential problem of answering it is, like, your machsha of the question, your machsha of the accusation, right? So what did he do? What's the strategy of, give him a couple of lines, what's that? So it seems like that's what you want to do. You want to deflect the question. 
That's the one thing. You don't want to get involved. You want to define the question. But if you just start saying to him, hey, what did the Yankees do last night? It's like, I don't know, it's like it just looks like you're, he's going to fight back. It's like clear that you're basically changing the topic on him. Yeah, and he's gonna say, "Whoa, well, hold on, let's talk about this." I don't want to talk about the Yankees. I want to talk about the Yankees. Yeah, like, you know? So, like, instead, he said, "Let's sit down. Let's have a drink. Let's talk about it." It's right, like, like you're gonna transition. Yeah, to it's it. almost like you're yeah. not you're not blowing him off. <laughs> yeah. you're gonna give him a drink. Let's drink some wine. Let's hang out. Let's talk. You have I I hear your point though. Let's discuss this. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and like this way, you're not directly attacking him. You're not directly changing topics, but you're befriending him. You're drinking wine with him. He has in his mind this idea. I don't know. Somehow he has this idea of attack rabbit. It's a ridiculous thing. I think somehow, for whatever reason, he's got a axe to grind his rabbit. He projects some sort of evil onto him, or who even knows, you know? You sit down with him, you give him a drink, you get to know him, you schmooze with him about whatever, his life, and whatever. Who knows what? And like, it just falls away. That's why I think Pucka, it doesn't make sense for you to drop that. I mean, I don't know. You could say that. You don't but... have a desire to harm him. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Once he's your friend and the rich guy, or the rich Tom Kaufman is giving you a drink of wine and sitting with you and showing you time of day, it's like he's not a good target anymore. And you you don't want to, you really want to attack a guy like that. You're, you're in with the Rabia Rossi. And it's not worth it for you. And you just feel like an idiot. He's a top dick. I'm a, chacham, a friendly guy. He's sitting with you, giving you a drink of wine. To it, like it, it um, diffuses his antagonism, his aggression. That's the word. Jeez, that's the word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's what he's trying to do. So, why does it? What's this tefillah? Why is the tefillah relevant? Yeah, okay. I think both. Chizki uh, saying and Avi saying is like this. It's a, it's a plan, but it's not so simple. First of all, like this saying, it's not so simple to pull it off. I mean, no, it's, fine. It's, it's very hard. It's 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 psychologically you get scared and you get thrown off and you start sweating and you get nervous. The guy's attacking you like that. It's like yeah. not so easy to keep your cool. And if you start getting defensive or you start, you know, showing that you're nervous or whatever, it could be it's going to be perceived as weakness and the guy's going to pounce on you or other people are going to see that. And you know, so it's like first of all, you have to be able to pull it, execute the plan perfectly. Secondly, the guy himself may not back off. I mean, it's it's an idea, it's a strategy, but this guy obviously has one's blood. Yeah. He's coming with some ridiculous accusation. He's looking, who knows, who knows? But it's, it's a ridiculous accusation. He's trying to take you down by making this this crazy thing. Who's to say that just giving a drink of wine is like it could be he'll catch on? That's what you're trying to do, and. If he really wants to take you down, maybe he's not going to go for this to have a drink. Drink of wine. I don't want to drink of wine. I want to discuss this matter. It's not like a foolproof plan. It just—it's the best plan to be honest. He could come up with, but that's a place for tefillah. Place for tefillah is—is is in general in life. We have to use our chachma to the best of our abilities to make the best plan possible. But at the same time, even the best plans are not hundred percent. And who knows what the percentage of this plan is? But if you knew. He is a target. He's a da-da-da-dar. He's wealthy. He's like the, like, from time his time, like, again, find Gadula and uh, Torah in one place and like that. Like, he is Mamish, like the king of the world or whatever, of the Torah world. He's giant in, in all different ways. And he naturally is going to have enemies. And people are jealous and things like that. So, and he knew that ultimately you, you, you get ruined by these people, mm-hmm. you know? 
Reminds me a little bit of like I didn't follow that much, but I remember by that Supreme Court guy with the whole Me Too movement. Was it uh, Roberts or something? Kevin. What? Kevin? I don't know. He was accused of uh, molesting some girl. Some woman came forward and accused him. But he like was like, no, he ended up basically. She backed. They backed off. He basically decided it was, and he was like an impeccable guy. And, you know, I think it was Roberts. I don't know. I can't remember. But basically, he was like, uh, he had a, he had great stand. He was like of no, known of the highest moral character. But some woman came up and accused Kavanaugh. him. Huh? Kavanaugh. 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 Oh, was he was being Yeah, but he's been on this. I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Parties yeah, he was accused of this type of thing. But like, ultimately, I think he ended up prevailing because she didn't have any evidence and there, were, there weren't other women who came forward or whatever. But like, you could have one crazy person who could make an accusation and you can't necessarily get out of it. Like, I don't know the whole story there. I didn't follow. I just remember it was in the news. But these things could be, you know, could ruin your life based upon some crazy person who's just relentless. And, you know... Yeah, totally ruined your reputation. Yeah. And Yudanasi knew that he's totally immune, not immune, he's subject to these types of accusations. And if a person sits with his head in the sand and he's not a big guy, he's not a guddle in the world, you don't have too many enemies, you just hide, you know, like we daven, let my soul be like nothing in my dirt. You know, like nobody should even think about me. That's what you want. You don't want to get involved in people's <laughs> radar. Yeah. When you're under people's radar and a person who's a gundal and who's in the world is, is going to be. And you're subject to people's accusations and it could ruin your life. And that's what he daven, Tashem, daily or regularly or whatever. And that's the thing. This feel how it worked. Because even though he had a good strategy, the best strategy doesn't always work. It's not the way the world is. is you make the best plan in the world. You'd be totally innocent. You have the best strategy to defuse the guy. But ultimately, you don't really know. So as you're saying, this is an instance of uh, something to dive in for. And sure enough, the tefillah was answered. And it's interesting to think about that point. Like that idea that it's not so simple to just be innocent and straight. And everything's going to go. And there's no reason to think of being innocent in anything that was the slightest bit suspect. But imagine a person does do something to suspect. Then you really, I mean, that's part another lesson. Is you got to stay above board. A person has to always be clean and innocent and above board. Because you do things that, uh, these types of things could really ruin you. And if it's not, if you're not clear, you could really get, you know, these things could ruin your life. And if especially if you have enemies and you're kind of shady a little bit, or I don't know, you know, these things are tricky. These things are tricky. It's not clear how much these things, you know, when someone's going to come up, whereas next to grind, you could really go after you. And it's not always easy to defend yourself against these things. Especially if there's some basis, you know. So now the harder part, I think, is the Divrei Torah, right? Yeah. So the Divrei Torah is like a strange. So why? So I guess you could ask why. Again, you have the particulars of this thing. What was this shot? What's the story? What's he trying to show this guy? But like, why is it that you do answer him here? Right? Why is it that you do answer him or should answer him here? And then how did he answer him? You know, there's a few questions here, but whatever. But you could ask, like, so why not do the same thing? Why not just to get give him a drink of wine? Why not do the same thing? It's a bad question or it's some a foolish question. Because just, because at the moment, by default, he's always. Yeah, I like that. So I was thinking that with the with the particulars, we'll get to the particulars in a moment. 
is that when it's a personal attack, so whatever you answer has the potential to be spun as being you're just getting defensive, right? So you can't, you can't give an answer, an honest answer that isn't going to look like you're being defensive because everyone is personally hurt when they get personally attacked. And it just looks like you're getting defensive, you know, and that that's interpreted by people, by him, by anyone, as if there's like credence to it and your pockets against the wall. Can't win. And you're, yeah, so you can't win. Like you simply, even if you have a good answer, it doesn't look like an intellectual discussion. It looks like a guy who's got something to hide, to protect, or whatever. And like, he's not going to be able to pull it off, even if you have a good answer. But when it comes to words of Torah, it's not a personal attack. He's asking a kasha on the Torah or on something you said or whatever. He's asking a kasha on the Torah. And he doesn't have a question, and you give an answer. So it's like it doesn't it doesn't mean that you're going to look like you're on the contrary. He's asking a question, whether it's a good question or bad, even if it's a bad question, whatever. He's asking a question, and if you answer it and you show that his question doesn't hold water, then you protect the Torah. You have the, the, the Torah. Torah. Like, in theory, you would protect your dignity also. I think that's what I'm saying. It's not, it's not that you don't want to protect your dignity, especially it's not just your personal dignity. You're a Nazi. You just can't. Because you're being personally attacked, there's no way to do it without without giving credence to the whole thing. And therefore, you just simply have to try to discuss, distract him, discuss it, get him to back down in any non, non-aggressive type of way. But by Torah, you have the Kavod Torah on the line, and you have the, that's maybe it's maybe his mutter. It's like you could answer him in a way that's not going to look like you're, you know, that you're, because it says, it's like you're equating, you're, you're going into his level. It's like you're, you're machshiv the question, and you know, it, you're giving more credence to the question than it deserves. But, but when it's, he has a question, he's making an attack on the Torah, and now he thinks he's got to undermine the Torah. So now, if you could answer him and you could knock him off, then you're not going to let him or, or others and or others who are around to walk away and think, oh, that guy's got a question that there's not an answer. You try to answer him. Right? Okay, yeah. Um, so should that apply? Yes, so. that's a good question. It says Mili de Alma versus Mili de Torah. Yeah, like, let's say it's not like personal and it's not Torah. Like, let's say it's about science or about some other random thing. About the, I don't know, anything. Law, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Is it because I know this was me the Alma, but the examples are personal. Where I guess the way I'm saying, maybe it's not right, is that it's it's because it's personal, therefore you're gonna it's dangerous. But if it, it could be like if it's just mad random things, who cares? It doesn't even matter. What's this what's this attack? You're just attacking you about law, or what's the difference? So what matters, the reason why it would matter is if it's about you or if it's about Torah. You just start asking questions of science, some stupid thing, and I don't know, maybe then look at them, whatever. It doesn't matter. I mean, maybe it's like what we're saying, but also the, with the added condition that you still only take it up, up if it's uh, with Tatora. Yeah. But it's right. still not worth it on the yeah. alone. Either. Yeah, right. Maybe it's not worth uh, involving yourself with the guy altogether. Yeah. Then you really just ignore it, because who cares? Yeah. But if it's personal, you can't, you can't, it's not so simple to ignore if it's personal. Or if right. it's There's no. a way to. Uh, yeah. I think so. Okay, so what about, can we say anything about these particulars? Oh, well, we have the whole thing. The whole, Joshua's funny, what it all means. The kasha seems like a reasonable kasha, and the terrorist doesn't sound especially convincing. 
you know, the chicken and whatever, like, I don't know, the whole thing is like, you know. That's what I think about. That it does sound like that. It sounds like, I don't know what he means, but it sounds like he doesn't necessarily mean it literally. Saying something like there's going to be changes in the world. You know, maybe he's exaggerating a little bit. That's me every day or know, something like that. But there's going to be, the world is going to be different. And the guy's asking him, come on, that's crazy. Right? And he could just say, oh, I didn't mean it that way. But the guy's not going to, that doesn't work. You can't say to a guy after you said it and it sounded literal and then he attacks you and says, oh, I didn't mean it. Then he's going to think, you're yeah, he, yeah, you're back now. So it's like he's working within the guy's framework. Yeah. And he's showing him. That's what you're saying, Moshe. It's like this this type of thing does exist. Don't think it's ridiculous to have someone giving birth the next day. Now, I people don't. Okay, but chickens do. This question isn't how is it going to work. Right. He's trying to show him, like, he's trying to show him, and this is an important point, is your intuition about what's possible and impossible is, is very off. It's impossible that someone's going to give birth the next day. Well, it works by chickens. Now, I like chickens and people, okay, fine. But it's not, what's going to happen in 500 years from now? I don't know. You think it's impossible? I think um, they've said it's impossible to have a, a metal iron thing flying in the air. It turns out you have an airplane. It's like it's very hard to predict what's going to be possible. Sure, genetic engineering and yeah. things like this. There's like there's no These way you can predict what's going to exist. The yeah. things which you think are like if, if right now the phenomenon exists, even by chickens right here, yeah, or mushrooms or whatever. Now you're just saying I don't think that's possible. And the other thing, oh come on, you could tell. The difference, if it's possible here, why is it impossible here? Because you can't imagine it. Does your imagination go to, you think it's so crazy? Take a look. So don't don't just knock it off and say it's ridiculous. It's not necessarily like a, a brand new idea. It's an application of a phenomenon that exists in nature, much faster in this case, but in that case, it's, it's just applying. And there's a long future ahead, and who's to say what the future has to start? But Ramadan, the other side. Exactly. He's not getting into what the idea is or why he's convinced that it's true. Did he even mean that it's true? It's just like at the end of what he said, the guy's attacking him and saying, that is ridiculous. Get out of here. It totally doesn't make any sense. Scoffing, joking, you know, making ridicule. And he's just showing, and you basically have to show, don't let him walk away with that attitude. And you show him, then your framework, you you don't know. You're not even thinking about it. Did you consider that chickens are like this? And you're saying it's impossible for people? Well, why? Why is that impossible? Because it doesn't happen right now. But we're talking about the future, what's going to be. And it exists now. It's not intrinsically impossible. Now, you have a theory why it's intrinsically impossible by people and it's possible by chickens. Why? Well, what is that? Would you have ever guessed that you could have eggs produced every single day? You wouldn't have thought such a thing as possible, but it is. And it happens. And you would have thought the mushrooms are going to grow overnight like that. You would never guess that, but they do. So just in your mind, you just have a small imagination, and you're not thinking about it. You're thinking, brain doesn't do that, but mushrooms do. You're just not, you're not considering it. But And now we're talking about what's going to happen, lost of love, in most of Mashiach. And Kodosh Tamesh doesn't mean the world is going to be exactly everything 100% identical in a thousand years or whatever it is. It just means that there is whatever, there may be gradual changes, technology, who knows what, and uh, things that develop, and don't, you know, who would think you can have a watermelon that doesn't have seeds? Square tomatoes. Square tomatoes, they have that? Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Yellow watermelons. Yeah. There's tons of things, which, you know. So who's to say? Now, are you going to, I, I, I don't, it's hard for me to believe you're going to have women giving birth the next day, but who knows? You know, who knows? Maybe you're going to have a microchip in a guy's head and he's going to be able to move a mouse. 
by thinking about it. You know? Yeah, I think they already yeah. have. Too. And then, so they, they, they just came out of that. So. Yeah, there's a lot of things that can happen, you know? A lot of things. You could think you could have heart transplants. You know, I don't know, whatever. There's many things that the science has, and you don't know, you know? But that's, I think, his point. Is he's just trying to, within his framework, he's ridiculing, and you have to show him, not so fast. Not so fast. The thing is ridiculous. That's fast. That's what you know. I like to do is that type of thing. If sometimes if you have to say things about Torah, and people attack it, I, I always like to answer them within like well, in medicine. That's what I like. I don't listen to a doctor, so you know, like um, you know that type of a thing. Like I don't know, like a hook. My hook. It doesn't make any sense. I'm not gonna do it. Well, if you take medicine, you know, you take medicine. You don't know how to do it, but you trust your doctor. Your doctor's intelligent person, and you don't necessarily say because I don't understand this, this particular prescription, even if it sounds crazy to me. You realize that pill. there's, you know, yeah, a little pill or whatever. Tiny yeah, tiny little pill is going to do anything. Gonna have a whole yeah, like things like that. Like I'm saying, like I think it's good for, I think it's good when people ask questions, it's good that the technique is to try to like get in their framework and answer them in a way that's like diffuses their question by showing them something in their world which is kind of similar.